Regional Veterans Service Center's LinkCast with your host, Director of Transition and Employment, Mark Smith, and Link facilitators, Nanette Bray-Day and Mark Schuster. Link is all things employment and transition for the military-connected community. And now, here are your hosts. All right, welcome to Episode 2 of the LinkCast. I'm your host, Mark Smith, Director of Transition and Employment at the Mount Carmel Veterans Service Center. I'm also the Director of the Link Interview Workshop. Um, with me today are Nanette Bray-Day and the great Mark Schuster, um, who are both facilitators of the Link Workshop. Uh, Shu, what are we going to cover today? Episode two is transition planning. And some of the things that we want to talk about today are, one, this is an exciting opportunity to focus on you and your family if you are a transitioning uh, service member. We want to talk about how to establish your timeline and goals. We want to talk about the expectation management you should have about what transition may look like and feel like and what you may find yourself doing in your new profession. We want to talk about the fact that you should really control what you can control, and we can expand on that. And then the final thing we want to talk about is making sure everybody realizes that we don't want you to use the word retired or retiring because that means you don't want to work anymore. We want you to, to focus on the idea that this is a transition from a successful career in the military to a new career in the civilian community. So with that, I'm going to pass it off to another one of our link facilitators, Nanette, to expand on some of those concepts. So glad you joined us today. This is a whole new adventure for for you, this transition out of the military. You have the opportunity now to redefine yourself. You have gained skills in the military. We all did. Now it's time to put them to work in a different color outfit, so to speak. It's time to hang up the uniform. And when you hang that up, you know, there's some anxiety that goes with it. Because when you walk in a business meeting, you no longer are immediately recognized by the rank insignia on your collar or your sleeves. You are now just, just a civilian. And so you have to redefine yourself. What do you want to be known for? What do you want to be recognized for? And it's an exciting opportunity to do something that you have been wanting to do for a long time and redefine what you want to do for the rest of your life. That's, what do you think, guys? That's so- really important because on our last episode, Mark, you brought something up with Annette. Where I talked about, hey, now it's about you, but it's about you and your family. Mm-hmm. And all of us have those stories where we're dragging our family across the world. Nobody really gets a vote. So, Mark, what are your thoughts on the fact that that first idea that it's about you and your family, and how does that play into defining what you want to do, but making sure that your spouse gets a vote and your family gets a vote? You know, it it comes down to the bottom line. Your family was always there for you during your military career, and they're going to be there for you in your civilian career. I, I think the biggest thing for that, and one question I would pose is, what if you don't know what you want to do? That's kind of where, as Director of Transition and Employment, I can help you with that. You know, we're going to peel that onion back and figure that piece out. Obviously, you know, if if you're sitting down with us, bring your family. You know, I let your spouse have that that say in, you know, what's going to happen with you. You know, me, I if I could fish all day, I would be okay with that. Obviously, I can't do that. I have to work because I have a family to support, you know. I think it's just putting the priorities 
you know, what's most important. And I think for me, happiness is more important than money. You know, I could go somewhere and make a lot more money, but I don't think I would be as happy. Um, so that ties into, let's kind of put it in a military term, right? So uh, the order says, do this in the military. And what's the first thing that, that we always look to? We look to our commanding officer. We look for that very important piece called intent. And that intent gives us an idea to establish our our, our, our battle order. We're going to use that term. Maybe that's an army term. I don't know. Yeah. For us, it would be a, you know, your combat order in the Marine Corps. But that speaks to the second piece, which is your timeline and goals. Mm-hmm. So is it so, too early to transition 24 months out, 36 no, months out? You know, no, it's not. So that timeline and the goals, that ties into sitting down with your family and figuring out, hey, if you don't know what you want to do, you need time to think about that, right? Right. And that that's kind of kind of in the army is building an op order. Yeah. You know, it, it's yep. nothing right. different. If nope. you're building a transition plan, you're basically building an op order. Nanette, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's that's basically what thing. it is. It sure is. Because if you start three years out, 36 months out, you have the opportunity to get certifications mm-hmm. on the military's dime that are very, very expensive on the civilian Finish sector. Your degree. You can go back to college and get, finish up a degree um, get the training and education you need and figure out, do I really want to go into that particular area or do I need to tweak that a little bit so that you're not wasting your GI bill or, um, your education money and your time because that those last three years, two years, year before you transition goes very, very quickly. I, I agree with that. I, I think 36 to 24 months That's out. That's the sweet spot. It, in your mind, you got to start thinking, okay, so what am I going to do? Am I going to stay in? Am I going to retire? Am I going to ETS? Am I going to med board? Whatever the case may be. I think it's just at that time, you have to start planning for the future. And whether it's like Nanette said, going to get a certification, finishing your college degree, in the end, if you decide, well, I'm going to stay in, that's only going to help you in your military career regardless. Mm-hmm. Well, you put in perspective, Absolutely. you put in perspective, Operation Overlord, the liberation of uh, Europe, right, for the Allies in mm-hmm. 1944. How long did they start? How long back did they start that planning? If you read I, if you read history books and you read Eisenhower's account, it was about 24 months minimum just to begin the planning process for the invasion of, of Europe. So I know that's that, that may not apply to you, but again, it's it's a perspective. And that idea of planning is important because that ties into expectation management. And you were in the Marine Corps at that time when they did the planning, correct? Well, I was. In fact, Nanette was, I think you were a lieutenant colonel by then. I, I don't, oh, I don't I recall. I was a colonel by yeah, then. Because oh, okay. I, sure. I, I remember sitting on the Working beaches. Working with Eisenhower. No, I remember, I remember sitting on the beaches with her and she was telling me about the Battle of the Argonne. So, and you know, these two are not yeah. that old. It's Let all me good. just tell so you. Of course, bad. we've known each other oh, years. So, of course, you know, we're going to throw out. I haven't even started with the Marine Corps jokes yet. It's, so. it's, it's all good. Yeah. So when, when you, so, all right. So we talked about, this is about you and your family, right? Um, your spouse and your family gets a vote this time. They may not right. necessarily, you got to determine where that balance is. Right. Then that goes to your timeline and your goals. Sit down and try to figure out what you want to do. The further out, you know, the better. Now, many of us, like you shared on the last episode, Mark, when you hit 15 years active duty, you decided I'm going to go to 20. That's my plan. Now yep. that could have changed, but you had a plan. So Nanette, talk about expectation management. People think they're going to get one thing, but what really happens in reality when you make that transition? It's, it's not everything you planned. 
and you've got to manage your expectations and your spouse's expectations and the family expectations because everybody thinks the transition is just about them as individuals, but it's not. It is a family deal, particularly if you still live on the installation or on the post. Mm -hmm. Um, You are now moving into the civilian community. The kids are now going to a civilian school where they may have been attending DOD schools. Shopping patterns change, socialization patterns change, all of that changes. And you've got to get it right. Um, You've got to plan ahead. And you were talking about timeline and goals. One of the terms that we happen to use in the Army, Mark, is the term backwards planning. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we do it. Especially logistics. Where, particularly in logistics, and you right. and I are both very senior level logistics planners, mm-hmm. but let's go back to the Mark Smith story. He backwards planned from where he was going to be in 20 to what do I need to do over the next five years in order to make that goal work. And the same thing occurs with your transition. Do I have time to get that master's degree that I want? Do I, how much time is it going to get to be certified in the three or four different certs I need if I'm going to be an IT specialist on the civilian side or go, what do I need to be a cybersecurity expert? How much more experience do I need? Do I need to be doing some volunteer work in the community in a particular area in order to beef up the amount of experience I have on my resume? So you've got to be planning all of those. And you've got to get your spouse involved so, one, they don't feel left out of this, and, and the kids. And you've got to do some financial planning as well. Are yeah, we going to be okay? Yeah, okay. You, you picked up on that real important piece of expectation yeah, management is finances, yep. where you're going to live, the type of work, education. These are all part of that expectation management. And a couple of points on what both of you said, you know, even though you have a plan, have a backup plan. Well, because Murphy gets a vote. Absolutely. Because I can tell you just on my transition, my first day of terminal leave, I had mm-hmm. a plan. Yeah. That night I got a motorcycle wreck and broke my foot. You have to have branch plans. Yep. So, so for a hundred <laughs> days of terminal leave, I was on crutches and had a big space boot on, you know, and some, some also thing- get motorcycle lessons. Ah, <laughs> I was hit option. by a car, so it's not my fault. Um, but on that note, too, and, and some things that people don't know, you know, when you do your final out, and, and I would assume it's the same for Marine Corps, Air Force, mm-hmm. Navy, Coast Guard, Space Force, your last paycheck may not be there for six weeks because it has to go through some process, I guess, where they're seeing if you owe the military money. You know, that's one thing. The medical insurance is another. You know, if you don't, you have to flip it from, you know, retiring, you have to flip it from standard to prime. Mm-hmm. I learned that, you know, it's just some things that I didn't know going out the door. And and this is why coming to a program like Link, um, listening to a podcast like this, reaching out to us. I mean, I'll tell you right now, anybody can find me on LinkedIn. It's Absolutely. the only social media that I have. And if you want to connect with me and say, hey, Shu, despite whether I agree with you or not, what you said on yeah. the podcast and what you did as a facilitator... I'd like to connect with you. Uh, feel free to do that. Just mm-hmm. let me know, hey, I, I, I found you here and we're happy to help. And that's exciting because we're going to have some link yep. students that have come through. So that expectation management is also important in the fact that, hey, when you do make that transition and you start that career job, 
Now that you've gone from the military, which is mission first, Marine, sailors, airmen, coast guardmen, and spacemen, uh, you know, guardians, guardians, I'm sorry. <laughs> so mission first, Marines always, that's just how I yeah. say it. In the civilian world, it's profit, EBITDA, and bottom line first. And we're really not interested in the employee because we can make changes. And that's mm-hmm. one of the big pieces of expectation management. I can tell you story after story. I have personal stories myself where I lost jobs quickly because my attitude and my concept. So part of expectation management I want our listeners to think about is understand that once you transition after four years or 40 years, try not to identify your, don't associate your entire identity with your military service. Because Nanette said it, you've got to take off the rank. You've Mm -hmm. got to take off the stripes. Now you simply become John Smith or Mark Smith or Mark Schuster. Mm -hmm. And if you can't make that transition and you try to go into a company as a colonel again or a Mm -hmm. sergeant major again, you will lose your job. I know one story in particular, 32-year Marine aviator, went into an aerospace manufacturing job, lost his, week, lost his job in five days. The president of that company, who had been a Marine sergeant in Vietnam, fired him because he was unwilling to no longer be a Marine colonel aviator. And by the way, he didn't know anything about aerospace manufacturing. So he tried to take over the, the production floor, yeah, and it ruined the entire culture of the company in one week, and he was terminated. You know, and, and that's the thing about transitioning. You know, you be proud of your service at 100%. Of course. I, I am very extremely proud of what I did in the Army. But that's your past. It, it absolutely is. But I, you know, when I transitioned out, I was looking at the future. Mm-hmm. You know, I, to be honest, I, again, love my Army career. I love being a civilian, you know, but, to yeah. where, I mean, Obviously, I'm a little different when I go into the office, but, you know, I get here at seven o'clock. I leave at five. Mm-hmm. You know, my, Paul, he he always, you need to go to lunch. You need to do this. You need to do that. Your work-life like, balance I, changes. I, yeah, it absolutely does. You know, and I pretty much have free reign to do whatever I want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but, but our hours, eight to five, you come in at eight, you leave at five, take your lunch, take your breaks, you know, the whole nine yards. When I was in the Army, it wasn't like that. Mm-hmm. You know, hey. Lunch is at eleven thirty. Be back here at one. We got formation at one. Your you PT know, and you're doing all types down of stuff. The you're in the PT. field on the weekends. You're yep. deployed. Yeah. All types oh, of stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You were at PT by five thirty, and you were lucky if you were home by six or eight. Yeah. yeah. And so the good side of expectation yeah. management is yeah. those things that Mark's talking about is that hey, you know, I, I work for a government contracting firm. Yep. Our employees are contracted for a certain number of hours, mm-hmm. and those that are eligible for OT, if they if there's an opportunity, we'll pay it. That's we'll overtime. Work it. Right. OT is overtime. Overtime. She, Thank you, Nanette. She was quick to no, no, jump I get in it. on that. I, 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 I was get, about to say I, I was going to do it myself. Nanette was on it. So the good side of expectation management is that your work-life balance can change dramatically. You're going to be there for your kids. You're going to be there for your spouse. Take your vacation Take your vacations. Time. You're going to yeah. have, you know, you're going to work eight hours a day. You're probably not going to have weekends involved. You're not going to have people calling you 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Look, yep. currently, I still have Marines that work for me in my current job as, as a Marine colonel. I am responsible for them 24-7. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I am not responsible for the 104 employees I have in my contracts 24-7. Yep. We support them, but when they're off hours, I don't worry about it. If something happens, we'll support, but we're not responsible. So that's a good side of expectation management. Your life is going to change for the positive. All right. I want to go back a second to let's talk about loyalty. Um, Between the loyalty we had as a soldier, Marine, Airman, Guardian, whatever, Airman, okay, and the loyalty we have to a civilian company. Mm -hmm. In Colorado, 
they can fire you with no notice. At will. Mm -hmm. At will. It is an at will state and they can fire you with no notice. Okay. Um, The loyalty has to be to your family and to the paycheck, not to the company necessarily. So it's a, it's different. It's a balance. You are allowed, you're allowed to, to quit, Mm -hmm. give them notice, be upfront and be, be kind and give them referrals on somebody else that you think would be good backfill for you. Give them two weeks notice, but you are allowed to quit. Oh, if you don't I'd... like the job, the culture, the the hours, whatever. Go for it. And yeah. that's and that ties into the controlling what you can control. Yeah. Because I tell you, the first time I was ever terminated for reduction in force, I didn't see it coming. Two years aerospace manufacturing job. Um, I had a lot of challenges learning that industry, and I get that. But sequestration hit. There was a reduction in force. Um, probably some other issues dealing with it. And I walked into work one day and, you know, 7 a.m. And by 7.30, I was being escorted out the door and told that I was terminated. And it's a shock. Uh, But at the same time, I have changed careers before. What got me to Colorado Springs was my wife's job transfer. So I went into another aerospace manufacturing job, two years there, loved the job. And I had to tell them that I was leaving because we were pursuing something different. Um, yeah. You know, kind of, kind of the same situation. I, uh, I was contracting on Fort Carson, um, you know, and I, I was watching folks come in and leave, you know, they would find different jobs and mm-hmm. you can do that. You, can. you know, no one says you can't, you know, go to company websites and apply or indeed, or, the transition and employment uh, job listing board that I have on our website. Well, you should be if you're looking to improve. Absolutely. And, you know, I kind of saw the writing on the wall because we were always backfilling positions. Um, I go into work one day and we had, we had two folks leave and it was, I kind of looked around and I'm like, well, are, are we hiring? They're like, no, we're not going to fill it. So I kind of gave them the side eye and I, I went in and asked, I said, Hey, are, are we losing the contract? No, no, no. There's no way, no way, no way Fort Carson's losing this contract. So I was like, okay, I had the director of operations at the time reach out to me through networking. So I knew him and he said, Hey, you want to be a peer navigator? I'm like, Oh, director of ops here. Yeah. I was like, what is that? Yeah. He goes, well, it's like being an army recruiter. He said, I just don't yell at you about numbers. I was like, all right. So (laughs) Paul, yeah. So Paul Price was, the director of transition and employment right. at the time That's right. did the interview totally blew the interview. I mean, I, I had never heard a behavioral interview question, which will be taught in the link workshop, but Absolutely. I had never heard, you know, I, I think one of them asked me, well, what is your ideal working environment inside or outside? I kind of looked at her. I said, well, am I working inside or outside? I mean, I can work both. I, you know, I didn't know what she was looking for. And, you know, Paul called me and he said, Hey, do you want the job? I'm like, absolutely. You know, did the, did the drug screen, did the background check and started. So I started in December of 2019 COVID hits. They lost the contract in July. So I, I would have been out of a job, you know, because they weren't working from home. They were still going to the office, but they walked in and said, Hey, contracts over July 3rd, you know, turn in all your equipment. Yeah, you're done at that point. And that's it. And I mm-hmm. I would have been in a world of hurt because I didn't I hadn't been looking at any other jobs until that director of operations called and me. And you that couldn't day. control any of that because Absolutely the government not. source selection committee, yep. you know, once we submit our contract, that's my that's my business for yep. the last 6 years, right? We'd lose that control. Yeah, and sometimes 
as the employee, we don't control our destiny. No, you don't. And that's why Nanette made a good point as well, too. So if you decide to make a change in your profession as you transition to your civilian career, because what I tell a lot of uh, students is when you first transition to your first job outside the military, whether it's four years or 40 years, the military experience is what we as employers are really focusing on to see if you have the the qualifications, the education, the certifications, and if you fit the culture. But once you take that first civilian job, if you're there for two, three, or four years, that's going to be the measure of your next opportunity. And so when you think about that, uh, that's what you can control. If you're going to do that, make sure that you, that if you are going to make a change, make sure that you leave that employer professionally because yes. you know my mom taught me two things a long long time ago one never burn a bridge that, and two no is a complete sentence that is so correct. i and i just hired somebody today uh, it was great gave him a job and i said you know the world is small we want to bring good quality yep. people in our company and you could be my boss in a year you never know who could be your boss you never know what company to work for so if you make that transition again yeah do it professionally you know and, and one thing on that too is don't be afraid to find a home. And when I say find a home, like for me, and I can only speak on my behalf, you know, this is my third job since, you know, transitioning out of the army. Mm-hmm. Um, again, you know, it, it wasn't for the money. I love what I do. And, you know, and Bob will say it, you know, you'll have to roll me out of here on a gurney into an ambulance. I feel the same way. I mean, I, there's no other job I want to do. Um, and I, so I found my home. And it took me three tries to find my home. Don't be afraid to try three, four, five times to find a home. And that ties into our last point, retired versus transitioning. Yep. You know, I'd been in industry. I'd been a hiring manager, blah, 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 whatever, whatever. Yeah, he knew it right. all. And, right. And my wife is like, hey, these are tangible <laughs> Wait, my shock skills. Face. <laughs> these are tangible skills, just like qualifying with your rifle every year. You know, the KD course, as we call it, the known distance course, it, it, a lot of a lot of Marines and soldiers are not firing their weapons every day. So what what happens? Once a year, you go back to the range and you 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 level set those basic skills. Well, look, ladies and gentlemen that are listening to this podcast, your transitioning skills, your employment skills, and getting jobs these are tangible skills. If I were to lose my job tomorrow, I would have to go back into my sea bag, so to speak, and pull out all of these things that we're going to talk about and reinvigorate them. So. We don't want people to be retired looking for work. We want you to transition. And Mark, you nailed it. You successfully transitioned from your Army career to a career now that you found a home. I couldn't think of a better way to put it, Nanette. You found a home. I feel the same way with my job at Delta Solutions. I have no interest in doing anything else. I really love what I do, and I love the culture and the team I work with. I think that's critical. So, Nanette, why not retired versus transition? Why was that important to your class as well? Because the word retired has a different connotation in the civilian sector um, than transition. You could transition between jobs. You could be transitioning out of the military or just finding a new job. So Mm -hmm. it's a very innocuous term. Retirement in the civilian sector is a red flag. It means I am out to pasture and I don't want to work anymore. It also can imply that you are getting a government retirement um, pension, so to speak, and that could translate into their HR department, their human resource department, that we don't have to pay you as much because you're getting this money from the government, so we're going to pay you less. Yeah, um, certainly could Not happen. a good perspective. Yeah. No, so, and I, you know, I think, I don't mean to cut you off, Shu, but I, no, I think okay. you have to 
not only just the transition planning itself, but you should prioritize what is most important for me. Is it salary? Is it enjoyment? Is it the position? Location? Absolutely. You know, because I I by no means am a technical person. You know, I give my Apple iPhone to my 16-year-old son, say, hey, fix this. And he's on there two seconds and he's done. So I, you know, I would not want to accept a like IT position. Yeah. So, you know, it's a good point. We have another success story. A gentleman who transitioned off of an army career, came out of the army as a chief warrant officer, I think chief warrant officer three, and kind of an introvert, started networking, learned these tangible skills, these things about um, how to interview, how to write and submit resumes, et cetera, et cetera. And at the end of his transition, when he left the army, he wound up with 13 job offers. And one of the interesting things that he talks about uh, is that to him, it's the life-work balance that was critical. He is a very successful um, IT director right now for a major company locally. He's been very successful coming to the Army. And one of the reasons that he stays in the job he has, because we know, all of us in this room know that he can make a lot more money, but his commute to work is very short. Mm -hmm. The culture in which he works is very good for him the team that he has cultivated around him, and all of that combined was set aside from the salary. It wasn't about the money. And you said it as well, Mark. That is a huge piece in your transition planning because so many of us, and Nanette, I'm going to talk about the 06 level for you and me, right? A lot of colonels believe that they're going to walk out the door and they're going to hand them a quarter million dollar job because that's what they're, quote, worth. Well, actually, you're not a colonel anymore in my world just like I'm not in my civilian world. Nobody cares. We respect it. Yep. And you're not worth a quarter of a million dollars. You are at the bottom again, and you may be starting a whole new career. So you may be at the 50, 60, or 80, or $100,000 level, and it doesn't matter that you're colonel. Now, can you get those jobs? Absolutely. You can. And is yep. it because you have an 06 or a sergeant major? Absolutely. There are careers that look for that. We have positions like that. But there are many where you don't. Nanette, have you seen a lot of pain in some of our transitioning colonels at that point? I think so, um, because you have to adjust to learning the new industry. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got to be a, be humble. You do, well, and, I, I and think... be willing to learn, mm-hmm. and not just as the example you you quoted earlier, Mark. You can't just go in and start making changes. You didn't even do that in your military. No, position. I don't take over a regiment Walk. and change everything day one. But I think it, no. I think across the board, it goes to me. It comes down to the networking piece. I mean, all three jobs I found was from networking. That's the you most know, important it, tool. It wasn't just on Indeed and all that. But you know, we'll go ahead and wrap this one up. Um, you know, looking at our next show, I think you know as we keep this going, looking for a full time job, I think. Is, is a full-time job. Is a full-time job, but I think that's a hot topic. Um, and you know our first topic under that show? Is networking. Yes. Because so. <laughs> when you're looking Good. for a full-time yeah. job, you have to do that. So it's an awesome transition there, Mark Smith. Yeah. That's why you're in charge around here. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, that's so, the rumor. Yeah. So episode, I guess that would be number three. Yep. Looking for a full-time three. job yes. is a full-time job. Just we'll talk about networking and a whole list of things in there that tie into how networking is going to help you as a military transitionee, whether you're four years or 40 years. And the reason that network is important, Mark and Annette, is because those of us that have served successfully, I'm telling you right now, you have a moral obligation to turn around and grab the hand of that next military transitionee and say, let me help you up. 
because yep. we all take the hill together. We all support each other. And that's the way you continue to serve, even though you're no longer in uniform. That's true. What do you think, Nanette? I think that's very true. One other point I want to make um, based on our discussion is when it, you talk about expectation management, you are allowed to be happy. Yep. You are allowed to enjoy your job. And think about that. Give yourself permission to release and aim for happiness in this next chapter of your life. Couldn't so I'm looking forward that. to talking about networking. Yeah, that's that's coming up here soon. So again, the, uh, the next show is going to be looking for a full-time job is a full-time job. If you're interested in enrolling in the link interview workshop, you can call me, Mark Smith, at 719-309-4724, or you can hit me on email at marksmith at mtcarmelcenter.org. To continue listening to the LinkCast, the podcast drops the first and third week of each month and available at veteransvoice.us slash the-link-cast. You've been listening to LinkCast with Mark Smith, Nanette Braday, and Mark Schuster. LinkCast is a service of Mount Carmel Veterans Service Center presented by Mount Carmel's Directorate of Transition and Employment and produced in the Veterans Voice Studio located on the campus of Mount Carmel Veterans Service Center in Colorado Springs, Colorado. The LinkCast drops the first and third week of each month and is available by searching Link at veteransvoice.us. That's veteransvoice.us.